informatics. Informatics. Informatics? Public health informatics. You know, informatics does sound like a sort of confusing, mystifying term. Okay, we need to have a better definition for public health informatics. Get the right information to the right person at the right time. Public health informatics is not IT. We, the informatics people, are going to bring you the data and the tool. Oh my god, he said informatics. Where business processes meet people meet technology. Hi, I'm Jessica Hill, and I'd like to welcome you to Inform Me Informatics. In today's episode, I speak with Dr. Gulzar Shah, who is the Chair of Health Policy and Management at the Xi'an Ping Su College of Public Health at Georgia Southern University. Dr. Shah has worked in the field of public health informatics for over 20 years as both a practitioner and an academic researcher, and I was very excited to speak with him about his work. One note about the audio quality, it's summer break here in Georgia, so we had to record our conversation over Skype. Just a heads up, the audio quality might not be the same as when two people are in the room together. That said, I was really excited to speak with Dr. Shaw. He began by explaining a little bit about his work at Georgia Southern University. Today is my first day as the Chair of Health Policy and Management Department at the Anthingsu College of Public Health at Georgia Southern University. Prior to this, like till yesterday, <laughs> I was serving as the Associate Dean for Research uh, I'm also serving as Associate Professor of Health Policy and Management. As the Associate Dean for Research, I was charged with promoting excellence in public health research that expands the existing evidence base for the practice of public health and healthcare, which in turn has a potential to improve health in communities and eliminate health disparities. In this capacity, I performed several activities, including research training, capacity building for faculty and students. And as a faculty member, I write grants, publish peer-reviewed articles, and teach courses. Congratulations on the new position. I didn't realize today would be your first day, so that's exciting for us to be a part of this new transition for you. Thank you for speaking with us. Of course. So how did you first become interested in the field of public health informatics? Well, I became interested in the field of public health informatics when I didn't even know that that, that, that is actually called public health informatics in mid-1990s when this field was getting some traction as the computer science and information technology were experiencing boom. I was working at the Utah State Department of Health, which was among the leaders in state health agencies for health informatics including data innovations through probabilistic record linkage, web-based data, and uh, interactive data query systems, smaller area analysis, and geographic information systems were among the components of informatics used for various purposes, including public health. So you said that, you know, in the mid-90s, all these fields were coming together, such as computer science and information technology, plus healthcare. But then how did you enter that space? Sure, that's a good question. So with the boom in computer science and related jobs, everyone was learning languages and software. And so my training was in at master's level in statistics 
and at PhD level in sociology demography. So immediately I learned some languages and uh, my statistics background helped. Basically it was more towards you know, anticipation that computer science and informatics are going to be important in the future. And so I developed some skills on the job. And I also learned the probabilistic record linkage. That was also something that was, you know, a training was available and it was an opportunity came to me and I stepped up to the plate and it really, really helped. Oh, wow. So I want to ask you about two things, actually, to understand better what probabilistic record linkage is and also what web-based query systems are. Let's talk about probabilistic record linkage. So, you know, information systems and data bases are maintained by many agencies in various formats. So, for instance, let me give you a quick scenario. A roadside accident happens and information is collected on the victim and other people involved in the accident by at least 10 different agencies, early responders, if people have to go to inpatient or emergency, so emergency department, inpatient department, sometimes it becomes part of the mortality data, and then the insurance. Every one of those information systems collect information in different formats, mm -hmm. and particularly there are no unique identifiers with HIPAA and other regulations. What you do is you take some other very, very semi-unique identifiers such as first name, last name, zip code and all, and then you apply an algorithm to compare records and link them. And probabilistic record linkage is a field that has evolved and now it's multi-million dollar, dollar enterprise. But at that time it was very cheap. So uh, we learned it and we applied it and we linked, you know, for example, mortality data with hospitalization data with uh, Medicaid eligibility files and were able to do research and test new hypotheses that otherwise are not possible. I really learned a lot from that, so thank you. But moving to the web-based query systems, how do they constitute health informatics and why did a state health department invest in them given all of their other competing priorities? Sure. So web-based data query systems are, let's call them WDQSs. Okay. <laughs> WDQSs constitute health informatics in that WDQS uses computer science, data analytics, and health information systems to support public health practice, which is a kind of generic definition of health informatics to me and improve efficiency of public health surveillance and evidence-based decision-making. So. For instance, a web-based data query system, also sometimes called interactive query system, is internet-based application that supports the dynamic query or on-the-fly query of databases by the users without having direct access to raw data and without having to have statistical software to analyze the data. To give you a concrete example, state health department in Utah and many other states collected information on all hospitalizations and there were many users requesting the raw data and so replying to or responding to those queries took a lot of time because there were data use agreements involved and you know administrative costs involved. So by providing web-based data query systems most of those users fulfill their information needs by just going online, 
for example, an insurance company trying to, or a hospital trying to figure out their market share, they could actually go onto the internet and run some query system and uh, be able to uh, get their answers without having access to the raw data. So state health departments, local health departments use information systems for internal purposes, for their own programs needs, as well as external for the needs of external stakeholders, such as those I mentioned. And I want to transition now to, to talking about your research around public health informatics at local health departments. And I know that you recently were the guest editor of a special issue of the Journal of Public Health Management and Practice, and that that special issue really focused on what informatics looks like at local health departments. If you had to describe informatics capacity uh, in three words, what it looks like at local health departments, what would they be? <laughs> okay, so those three words would be challenges, variation, and training needs. Now you would say that training and needs are the two words, but actually it's, I, I would consider it a one hyphenated word. But <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, we'll hear the hyphen. Our listeners are hearing the hyphen in training yeah. needs. <laughs> but really it would be kind of unfair to try to summarize the findings for the entire issue into three words. So. That's fair, that's fair. And of course here on Informe Informatics, we always want to be fair to our guests, but I think, you know, the idea of capacity, informatics capacity at local health departments all over the country just feels really overwhelming. So how about like three main takeaways? Sure, sure. I don't know, that's fair. Okay. So um, <laughs> the three main uh, takeaways would be that informatics infrastructure and workforce capacities are still poor for many local health departments and they vary, the informatics capacities vary by size, location, such as urban rural, and type of governance with respect to health department governance. In other words, health departments that are parts or the units of state health department, they have slightly higher capacities and urban compared to the local health departments that are independent or locally covered and uh, rural and small local health departments have bigger challenges in health informatics capacity. So that's the first takeaway. The second one is that connectivity of health departments with the electronic health records is still very poor. Of the 90% health departments that provide clinical services, in other words, nine out of 10 health departments said they provide clinical services roughly one-third still use paper records. So in addition, 60% of those health departments who provide uh, service, clinical services, their non-clinical data are still stored in paper records. So that would tell you that uh, there, there's a lot of room for improvement. So the third takeaway would be with respect to interoperability of information systems used by or maintained by local health departments, or when asked, only 7.4% of health departments said that most or all of their systems were interoperable. And actually, if I further dissect the 7.4% of health departments, actually it was 1.4% of the health departments said that they have all systems that are interoperable. 
and 6% said they, they have most of their systems being interoperable. And rest of the health departments, which uh, amounts to 93%, they said that only few or none of their information systems are interoperable. So it seems like interoperability itself and whether or not systems are interoperable is actually an indicator of, of informatics more generally. And I know in one study you really dug in on this idea. So I was wondering if you could could explain like why you chose to focus on interoperability and, and what does interoperability tell us about informatics at the local level? A lot of times data are collected by different programs and a lot of times those records are about the same people. So in order to make any meaningful picture out of uh, multiple components of the health departments or multiple programs of the health departments collecting information on the same clients, what it requires is to put together those separate pieces of data together. And if those information systems don't talk to each other, in other words, if they cannot exchange information and that information cannot be exchanged without any major intervention, human intervention, then there are duplications of effort. Mm. And if, so one way to explain that is if the WIC program and chronic conditions program and Medicaid program hospitalization data, they are all kept separately about the same clients, for instance, and the demographic information, which should be the same, is entered separately. For one, it causes a lot of duplication and Secondly, still it's difficult to put together those data sets without standardizing those unique or semi-unique identifiers. And not only that, I remember when uh, I was working for the state health department, uh, we had a major challenge with even coding up the data. So in one information system, initially we found out that gender was coded as M and F. In another one, it was coded as 1 and 2. And so all those small, small differences in uh, entering information in an unstandardized way can create a lot more work for the health departments and therefore you know understanding how interoperable the information systems are was important. So I just want to pause there for one moment just to really make sure I understand this point because I think it's it's really important. So you know, in public health, we, we talk a lot about just the reality of funding silos and how that sometimes results in, in silos between programs. But as sort of a consequence of that, it might be that within a health department, their maternal child health program might keep a database, but their coding could be different than the chronic disease. And so if we want to find out, you know, connections between women in care and chronic health disease indicators, even within the health department, those systems might not be able to seamlessly match. Is that right? That is so true. I really appreciate all the time that you've spent with us today. And we've even been talking longer than we had anticipated, but it's been really interesting. And so I hope you have a little more time for us to ask this final question, because it's the question that we ask all of our guests, uh, which is, how do you define informatics? So that's a good question to wrap up our interview. There are several definitions, uh, but my favorite one is systematic application of information, analytics, computer science, and technology to support the day-to-day -day work of public health, including surveillance, reporting, and health promotion. So it is both the IT infrastructure and how people 
within the health department use information in their public health work. Many thanks to Dr. Gulzar Shah for taking time out of his busy schedule to speak with us. I learned so much from our conversation. And listeners, if you're interested in learning more about Dr. Shah's research, check out the special issue of the Journal of Public Health Management and Practice from November-December 2016. Dr. Shah was a guest editor and an author of many of the papers about the current strengths and challenges in the field of public health informatics. We'll have a link to it on our website. We'll also have a link to the Healthcare Cost and Utilization Project, which is also called HCUPNET. It's a project of the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, and Dr. Shaw said it's one of his favorite web-based data query systems. This podcast is a project of the Public Health Informatics Institute and the Informatics Academy. Visit phii.org to learn more about all of our informatics work. You can also find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter, at phinformatics. This episode included songs composed by Kevin McLeod. Thanks also go to our production team, especially our producer Piper Hale, who's on a mission to make this podcast interoperable with the world. I'm Jessica Hill, and you've been informed. He said this WDQS. <laughs> this is so hard to say.